Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. So this is episode number 26. I can't believe that we've been doing this for half a year already, and it has been a lot of fun. And for those of you who have joined us since the very beginning, thank you. And for those of you who are newer listeners, also thank you. Uh, For all of you who want to support the podcast, of course, make sure you hit subscribe on whatever your favorite service is, whether that's Spotify or Apple. And hey, if you really like it, give us a review and help promote this by sharing it with your friends, your coworkers, your family. Really, the whole point of the Wiser Financial Advisor is that one of the wisest things that we can do is seek after wisdom. King Solomon says that getting wisdom is the wisest thing that we can do. And I can tell you, after doing this for 20 plus years as a financial advisor, I would have to be a pretty poor financial advisor not to recognize some patterns of success and patterns of failure. And really, this is about learning. This is about learning from each other and growing. And when it comes to the world of finance, it's it doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to make it work. The principles, the fundamentals are not that hard, but more most people don't actually practice the fundamentals, and so they end up being disappointed in their results. That's what this is about, that is learning from each other and learning from those patterns of success and patterns of failure so we can avoid the mistakes and we can really model ourselves after people who have been successful before us. So again, thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to talk about the bear market that's coming up. And I tell you that because there's always a bear market coming up in the future. We don't know when, of course. And and for those of you who have been on a cruise before, I've been on a few in my lifetime, and I can tell you that one feature on every cruise ship, and it doesn't matter where you go on the planet, one thing that you do before you leave is that you do a lifeboat drill. Everybody on the ship is required to participate in the lifeboat drill. Now, how many cruise ships crash? How many cruise ships sink these days? Not that many, thankfully, right? I think we've kind of dialed in a lot of the navigation and the technology and so forth that keep that from happening like it it used to maybe hundreds of years ago. But the bottom line is the reason why they do lifeboat drills is because there is a chance that the ship has to be evacuated. And of course, they want people to prepare for that in advance and to know what to do. So disaster is averted. Now, when it comes to a lifeboat drill for bear markets, it's very, very important as well, because you can actually kill yourself financially by how you react to it or how you would act based off of what's going on in that market. And I can tell you, again, a lot of patterns of success and patterns of failure, there are right and wrong ways to react to bear markets. So with regard to today, we're going to talk about a few ways that you can prepare for the next bear market because we don't know when it's coming. The last one was about a year ago right now at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. The market dropped about 30%, at least the US market dropped about 30% or so. And in the grand scheme of things, bear markets come 
come around statistically about every three years or so. And some of them are a lot worse than 30%. I've lived through a couple of them myself. For those of you who have been around for a while, you probably remember the financial crisis. Back in 2008, 2009, the market sold off over 50% from top to bottom. It also sold off over 50% in the dot-com crash from the year 2000 to 2002. Big, big drops in values. And we can sit here and throw out percentages, but literally that means that if you have $500,000, eventually you would see a statement that says $250,000 or less. Uh, for a lot of people, even people who are seasoned investors don't like that. <laughs> they don't like that experience. And unfortunately, that's just part of the experience of being an investor. There are ways to help mitigate it. We can diversify. We can check our asset allocation and risk and so forth. But at the end of the day, that is part of the experience of being an investor. Once we leave the bank, effectively, once you leave CDs and guaranteed investments, that's an experience that you're going to have is that you're not going to know exactly what you're going to get from year to year. And, you know, last year was a great example of this because the economy was actually humming along quite nicely. Come February of 2020, the market was doing great. It was near all-time highs. Unemployment was near really all-time lows. The economy was expected to do great in 2020. And then, of course, the coronavirus pandemic hit and we saw a massive, massive change in the entire world economy. So the market reacted accordingly and really overall things came back. That's the good news is that things came back, but overall it really made a big difference on how people reacted to it. So here's a few steps that I think are really, really important in a lifeboat drill. Lifeboat drills are choreographed. Of course, they, they have the crew, everybody has to participate in it. And you know, there are a few things that everybody has to do. Number one, of course, is don't panic. It's important to recognize that the lifeboat drill is done. So you don't panic when there is a bear market or where there is a problem on a ship uh, the reason why you do that in advance is that we don't want to panic and do something rash. So recognize that bear markets do happen. And the other thing to recognize is that there's never been a bear market that wasn't followed by a bull market. In other words, a recovery in prices. And overall, that is part of the experience of being an investor is really those drops and the expansions. The market goes up and it goes down. And thankfully, over time, the market has trended upwards. Uh, the prices, not only do they come back, but they go higher every single time. Uh, now, of course, you can't guarantee anything. That's uh, not to say that I can sit here and guarantee that you'll recover your value and over what time frame, that sort of thing. Of course, nobody can do that. But overall, we've never had an experience where the overall market is sold off and then not come back and marched on to higher prices. So be aware of how much risk is in your portfolio. Have a plan and execute that plan to make sure that when you hit a bear market, that you already have your stuff allocated the way that you're comfortable. In other words, it's important to recognize what a bad year looks like for your level of risk that you're taking in your portfolio. And everybody is different. Uh, we do a, a risk measure. And if you go to keystonefinancial.com, our company website, you'll see that there actually is a risk assessment that's available on the front page of that website. It will actually give you a risk score. You can do that in just a few minutes. And if you haven't done that for a while, I highly suggest it because when things are doing good, like they are right now, we're near all-time highs in the market here in 2021. So it's a good time while the ship is actually healthy and everybody is doing well. It's good to look at your risk, make sure that you have risk in your portfolio that's appropriate for what you're comfortable with and that it's allocated based off of your financial plan. Overall, executing the plan with your financial financial advisor, your financial planner, it's important to make sure that that is all well planned out in advance. 
Number two is look at the fundamentals. And again, I've been through several bear markets, a couple of really, really nasty ones over 50% from the financial crisis in 2000 to 2002. And, you know, recognize that sometimes bear markets are not short. The one that we had based on the coronavirus, the pandemic of last year, it was relatively short. Really, the market recovered its value in less than a year. That doesn't always happen. And if you go back to 2000 to 2002, it took three years really for the market to bottom out. In the case of the financial crisis, it went from 2007 to 2009 until prices bottomed out. And then things started coming back at that point. It's important to go back and look at your own financial planning fundamentals. Go back and look at how much cash do you have? Do you have three to six months worth of living expenses in cash assets? When I say cash, I don't mean cash sitting in a safe in your house. I'm talking about savings accounts, checking accounts, things that are very liquid and very safe that you can get access to that money very quickly. Do you have a plan to eliminate all of your debt? Not so concerned about the mortgage, but do you have a plan to eliminate all of your debt? If you can get stuff paid off completely, that's great, especially when times are good. I think for a lot of people, times are good today uh, based on their investments. So it's a good idea to go back, pay off all your debt, make sure that you've got a plan to do that as soon as possible. And of course, make sure that you're well insured. For the people who had those three things in check, I can tell you from the really nasty bear markets that I went through with folks over the years, people kind of came out of that fine. You know, it's not a fun thing to experience necessarily, but for people who went into it with low debt levels, with cash in the bank, with insurance, and they had a good budget, look at your budget and take a look at how much of that budget is based off of fixed expenses like debt payments versus how much is discretionary. That makes a big difference because when you hit a bad economy or a bad bear market, that's a time when a lot of people naturally are going to want to cut back and probably not spend as much money during those times if their investments and values or maybe even their income, say if somebody's got them laid off, those probably are not going to be the times when you're going to want to be spending a ton of extra money. So it's important to look at those fundamentals of your own financial planning and make sure that those are very sound and that you have a very good solid foundation going into a bear market. Recognize again, we don't know when the next bear market is coming. It could be tomorrow. It could be next month. It could be next year, but there is one coming. There's never been a period of time um, of any length of time in history of the stock market that there hasn't been bear markets thrown into the mix, even if the overall trend was up over the years. Last thing is when a bear market hits, it's important to recognize how much are you taking out of your portfolio if you're retired. If you're retired and drawing money out of your investments, how much are you taking out per year? We like to use the 4% rule at Keystone Financial. That means that you can take out 4% out of your investment portfolio every year. And that means that, of course, if your investment portfolio has gone down in value, you need to take a look at that withdrawal rate and 4% of that new value. That's how we stay with a relatively safe amount that we're taking out per year and making sure that we're not having a you know a high degree of chance of running out of money over time. So recognize that if your investment portfolio has dropped 20%, 30%, 40%, it depends on how bad the market has dropped. Of course, it may be a time to take a look at that withdrawal rate, make sure that that has not exceeded 4%, 5% on the very outside. I definitely would not exceed more than that 5% per year on a continual basis. A lot of studies show that your odds just really go up. You know, you give enough time of taking out those amounts of money and eventually you're going to end up running out of money. So it's very important to look at how much percentage you're taking out 
out per year. And then the other thing to take a look at too is where are you taking that money from? Is it possible that you'll take that money from other places in retirement? Yeah, maybe. Um, I can tell you from last year in the coronavirus, we had several client calls that called in and said, hey, stop taking money out of my portfolio. Don't send me any more money. I've got enough money in the bank to get me by for six months or whatever, right? So they just called us and said, hey, just we don't want to sell stuff right now. We don't want to sell things that have lost value. We want to give things a chance to recover. We always want to make sure that there's a component of your portfolio that's in cash or in fixed income or bonds, you know, things like that, that probably wouldn't have gone down in value as much in your portfolio. So we always want to make sure that there are places that we can draw from that would not involve selling things that have gone down in price dramatically. So taking a look at that, of course, rebalancing over time as well. That's just part of the blocking and tackling of financial uh, strategies is making sure that you're rebalanced. So your portfolio risk hasn't changed dramatically. And then, you know, also recognize is that bear markets involve opportunity. And part of that is just by rebalancing. Of course, if we've got a portfolio made up of 50% stocks and 50% bonds, and the stocks have gone way down and the bonds have actually held their value or gone up, that's an opportunity rebalancing back to that 50-50, which is advisable. You know, it's advisable to keep rebalancing over time that can actually lead to some opportunities that can also keep your risk in check with what you originally were comfortable with. It's important to recognize that that rebalancing will help out. The other thing is that if you're not retired, if you're still producing income, if you've got a job or a business or something, recognize that this is a huge opportunity because now you're able to buy stocks in a lot of cases, buy stocks or other assets at 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% discount. It's like going to the supermarket and recognizing that there's a huge sale. And every once in a while, Warren Buffett talks about this, that about every 10 years or so, the market has a huge sale and that sale doesn't tend to last very long. That's what we saw last year in 2020 is the market sold off down 30%, but not for long. It didn't stay there for very long. Very few people were able to take advantage of those prices because everybody was scared. And that's my last point today is recognize that that's why we don't want to panic. We want to have a plan so we don't just react based off of our emotions when this stuff happens. When there's a bear market, things sell off, people tend to get scared. Now, that's natural. It's natural to have fear, but panic is a whole different thing. Panic is out of control fear where you're just completely reacting and probably not acting rationally. So in a lot of cases, people that are panicking, they end up doing something rash, like selling out of all their portfolio or uh, you know, doing something crazy. You know, it's just not a good idea to ever get yourself to the point where you're panicking. So that overall is important. It's also important not to get greedy too. And that happens a lot of times as well is that when prices go up really quickly, especially in one area of the market goes way up, sometimes people get greedy and they want to load up on that one area. They're probably buying high. That's the reality. But it's important to recognize we don't want to get stuck in either one of those big extremes, fear or greed. That's the value of having a financial strategy and having a coach, having a financial planner that's walking alongside you because all this stuff seems very simple, but the reality is when stuff happens, when stuff hits the fan, things get a little bit crazy. People tend to get emotional and oftentimes those emotions will lead them down the wrong path. With that, I hope that's helpful for today. Use that for yourself, for your family, coworkers, anybody that would find that valuable because you need to recognize, and I do too, that there is another bear market coming. We don't know when. We don't know why. 
but eventually it will happen. And when we have that happen, we want to make sure that we're ready. We're prepared not only to avoid damage, you know, in our own financial situations, but also so there's opportunity that we can take advantage of at the time. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for supporting the Wiser Financial Advisor. We certainly appreciate your support and your prayers, and I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless. The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor.